Grassland Football Podcast. We'll go behind the scenes with Jayhawk Slant, the online leader, covering KU football and recruiting. Now, here's the staff from JayhawkSlant.com, Randy Withers and John Kirby. Hey everybody, this is Randy Withers. Welcome into another pregame edition of the Inside Slant Podcast from JayhawkSlant.com. And yes, you heard the intro right. This is another special football-only edition of the Inside Slant because our man Shea Wildeboer, I mean, he's sitting courtside right now in Allen Fieldhouse covering the Jayhawks while we're in the studio. Now, we hope to have Shea back with us next week, but we have a ton of stuff to cover related to Kansas football. You know, we did a special podcast on Sunday, the morning after the monumental win over the Oklahoma Sooners. And we're going to touch on that game at least a little bit because, I mean, you have to. We're also going to hear from Bill Seals from Cyclone Report. Give us all the inside scoop on Iowa State. Kirby and I will give our predictions and break down the game. And then we've got two very special recruiting guests in current Kansas commit running back Red Martell from the Sooner State of Oklahoma. And this one will get your attention. Sunflower State top prospect Lincoln Cure will join us on the show tonight. So I'm not going to delay any longer. Let's get into this thing right now. Let me bring on my man, on the Kansas football beat, the publisher of Jayhawk Slant, and my good friend John Kirby. John, have you recovered yet? I have, Randy. I've just been, you know, soaking it all in. And then, you know, it was it was interesting g- going over and listening to Lance Leipold's press conference and being part of that on Monday. You know, he made it clear. They talked to the team Monday morning and said, guys, it's time to move on, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody got to enjoy Saturday night and then – Sunday, everybody telling you what a great win. And then he said before morning practice on Monday, he laid the law that it's time to get back to work and forget about that game and get focused on Iowa State. And, you know, one other thing I heard you do the intro there and and you talked about Shea sitting courtside. We'll have him on. But, man, we are right back in it, Randy. We're in that time of year where football and basketball start going. And, I mean, what better time? of the year is that oh it's awesome you know i i I heard the phrase the other day and i love it the sports equinox because you have you've got football you've obviously got the world series going on you've got the nba season and college basketball starting up i mean really everything every major sport hockey obviously if you're a hockey guy there's plenty going on with the nhl right now too i mean everything you could possibly want is happening right now it's it is it is a great time to be a sports fan. And not only that, John, it's a great time to be a fan of not just the University of Kansas, but really anybody in our area that's a fan of one of the three local schools for the first time ever in the college football playoff rankings, Kansas, Kansas State, and then that other school from the state next door, is all three are ranked in the initial college football playoff rankings for 2023. I I wasn't sure I would ever see that happen. It's 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 wild. It really is. It is. And you know what else, Randy? I know we've always talked and I know 
we followed it, but I think there's uh, the high school football season, man. It's ramping up. There's some pretty mm-hmm. good, some intriguing postseason games coming up this week. So, you know, Thursday night you got TCU, Texas Tech. So Texas Tech's KU's next opponent after Iowa State. So there's going to be a lot of sitting around on the couch. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, there's there's so much to talk about right now. And, you know, we – we had to there's so much to discuss that we had to do a special special edition an extra special edition of the inside slant podcast on sunday morning to recap the the win over ou and you know we talked about it but what did you see from the game after you had you know even after we recorded on sunday and you had a chance to dig into it a little further what did you see that maybe you didn't notice the first time or two through it well randy i think just when you go back and look at the win, okay, and we mm. did our podcast on Sunday morning, things that have happened since then, I think you see just the reaction from the recruits. I've posted several updates of of recruits and just how big that win was for them. And then the national attention that I think maybe came through Sunday, Monday, Tuesday that the program received. And, you know, Lance Leipold won some national coach awards. The team was named, you know, a national team of the year honor, you know, then being on the list with the college football playoff, this has just created a lot of buzz, you know? So, you know, you and I talked Sunday morning, but, but the momentum kind of kept going for the next few days after that. So, you know, it's just been, it's a huge win. And I think the program gets a lot out of it. Oh, no question. No question at all. You know, there's, we talk about it and you mentioned coach Leipold said Monday morning, Hey guys, it's time to get back to work. And, it's going to take some work because there is another big game coming up this Saturday night in Ames, Iowa, as the Jayhawks hit the road to take on a, I don't know if you can call them suddenly resurgent or what, but Matt Campbell's Iowa State Cyclones, are, they look really, really tough right now. Kirby had a chance to talk with Bill Seals, who's the publisher of Cyclone Report on the Rivals.com network, to get the inside scoop on the Cyclones. We are joined by Bill Seals from the Cyclone Report on the Rivals.com network, and he is going to give us a closer look at the game from the Iowa State side. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. You know, as we get into this game, I, I think the first question and, and, and the one that should come out is, is just talk about, you know, early on, Bill, as Iowa State struggled early, I I know when you look at our message board and people always try to predict down the road week to week, everybody's like, oh my God, you know, Iowa State, that's going to be a win in Ames. And now all of a sudden, (laughs) you've seen what they're starting to do and people are like, oh, not so fast. What's been the key to this turnaround? Well, and it's interesting you bring that up because I, I, you know, looking at the numbers that Kansas's offense was putting up uh, early in the season. Well, and even that that still continued. That was uh, this, this matchup. I I was kind of putting in the L category for Iowa State early on, just because they couldn't stop the run, and uh, it, that that's kind of out of character for a lot of these John Haycock uh, defenses. That that's been first and foremost. They've been a better run stuff run stuffing unit than they have been against the pass. And that kind of flipped, not surprisingly with the way 
the secondary was always going to be as the strength that's played out that way. They've got a, a ton of interceptions, one of the uh, nation's leaders in that. But I think the run defense has come around here in recent weeks, and that gives me a little bit better feeling as far as from an Iowa State perspective on on this game, the the, uh, the Cincinnati game that kind of gave them that they they really held a, a mobile quarterback in Emory Jones in check in that game and and took the leading rusher Corey Kiner out of that and that going into the bye week gave them a little bit of momentum and then they come out uh, last week and I believe it was 67 yards on the ground that they that they held Baylor to Baylor is certainly not the run offense that Kansas has, but here for a few weeks now, it's been a, an, an encouraging trend that, that Iowa state's shown in stopping the run. And that's going to be big uh, going into a, a game against Kansas. They're, they're going to get stressed there in, in every regard. You know, I've tried to watch a little of the uh, Iowa state offense on film and, and they're, you know, it looks like they're kind of balanced, but t- talk about, their offense, what do they want to do, and, and who are some of the players that make them go? Well, they, they're, they're always going to be that team that wants to establish the run. They didn't really do a, a whole lot of that early in the season, and it was kind of a, 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 a very one-sided or a, a very uh, an offense that wasn't very balanced early in the year. And, and uh, Rocco Beck had a lot on his shoulders, gosh, even before – you know, the season started or going, coming out of spring ball, he wasn't even expected to be the starting quarterback. And here he was thrust into that. And then, and then he, uh, you know, goes out there behind center and has no running game pretty much throughout the non-conference season and a lot on his shoulders. But now uh, as that offensive lines kind of had some time, Ryan Clanton, the new uh, position coach there, that O-line and, and coming out of the bye week was another encouraging effort for them. So first and foremost, they're going to want to establish the run and, and get some balance, something that they have achieved, I think, for the most part, really, in, in conference play. The second half, obviously, against Oklahoma was uh, was, was not one of the good ones. But uh, other than that, uh, they, they've looked really good in, in every other half this season, and, and it's a balanced attack uh cartavius norton uh eli sanders uh, a couple of names that they i believe both of them played a little bit against kansas last season um eli uh was not a real big factor in that game cartavius uh had some injury problems that he dealt with a lot of last season he's back in there so kind of a a 1a 1b thing there at, at running back they're going to try to get those guys established and then um, on the outside, Jaden Higgins has kind of taken over at that X wide receiver position, position for uh, Xavier Hutchinson's had a couple of really big games as they've gotten into the heart of this uh, Big 12 schedule. And then at tight end, Benjamin Bramer uh, was a Nebraska flip that the Cyclones got in this just this 2023 class. And it, it's pretty difficult to, to come in and play as a true freshman, much less at the, that tight end position at Iowa State when they, as you know, uh, uh, John, that tight end position, they asked that, that, that group to do a lot, and Bramer has been able to come in there and do a lot, and even as a true freshman, a physical blocker, and he's really that, uh, that multifaceted tight end that we've seen with, like, Charlie Kohler in, in recent years. Um. Bill, it was interesting. I was 
sitting right by Lance Leipold when he did his Monday press conference and he brought up the three three five defense that Iowa State plays and you know he even mentioned that it's something that the Jayhawks have struggled with and you know you look back last year people forget this okay Jalen Daniels had that offense going pretty well and he was healthy and Iowa State went to Lawrence and they held KU to 220 yards offense I mean the offense never got on track I, I know there's a few guys that are gone from that defense, but just talk about what have you seen from the defense? And again, who are some of the players, you know, that make them go on that side of the ball? Well, and I, I thought, and a matter of fact, that uh, I saw on your site, John, that you had uh, some highlights of Matt Campbell's presser uh, today. And one of the questions that I asked was uh, just about how key the linebackers are going to be in a in a game like this against Kansas. So certainly, you've got to be strong up front, and then you've got to have linebackers that are going to be able to tackle in space and pursue. and And uh, they're getting better there at linebacker. They've got a, a redshirt freshman starting on the outside, and Will McLaughlin at the Sam. Um, at the mic, you've got uh, a true freshman, Jack Sadowski. Gary Bonds back. Uh, he's kind of he's the sixth-year senior, kind of the outlier in a very young uh, linebacking course. So I think Iowa State defensively match it would match up a lot better with Kansas. Now, if they played them when they played them last season, at that at that juncture with this team, maybe not as as good of an outlook. But I think that this group has gotten really experienced over the, the course of this uh, conference season and certainly a lot better matchup against Kansas and, and what they're going to face with that uh, rushing attack. You know, we're kind of at that point of the season where the injury list gets to be a topic for every week and every game with every team. You know, how does Iowa State look health-wise? Well, they, they looked really good coming out of the bye week until they, they played Baylor, and they're still in pretty good shape. But uh, Jeremiah Cooper, one that uh, that Matt said was a 50-50 coming into this weekend's game, uh, ter- termed him uh, questionable. He suffered an injury there uh, against Baylor, and, and he's, he's one of the uh, country, I believe, second in the nation in interceptions. So uh, he's been a big part of that uh, defense that has 13 picks on the season. So, um, and usually Matt's, uh, you, you can kind of read between the lines. If he's calling him questionable or 50 50 at this point, I think it's probably a stretch that he even plays. So we've had a lot of guys that he's called probable or in good shape and practicing. And then they never see the light of day. So <laughs> I would not expect, I would not expect to see uh, Jeremiah in that game this, this weekend. But one thing we have seen with this Iowa state defense is they rotate in and out a lot of guys and a lot of guys in the secondary. And that uh, will, uh, will be a, a big thing coming into this game. Uh, ben nickel, uh, someone, a veteran, a senior that you're probably going to see a lot of. Uh, actually, McPherson, Kansas uh, native that was playing NAIA ball, a wide receiver down there that they moved to safety and he got a scholarship. So interesting sidebar there. You're probably going to see a lot more of Ben Nickel in this game. He's kind of that next man in there in, in the, the secondary at safety. But uh, other than that, Iowa State, I think, in pretty good shape injury-wise, uh, unless something pops up in a practice this week. But uh, Jeremiah Cooper, obviously the uh, the biggest one coming in. 
you know, this week, I know early on you and I have been exchanging information and you've been looking at this game from your vantage point from the Iowa State side. I mean, how do you see this game and maybe how it plays out? Well, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, probably not to the level that it was last season. I think it, this is a game that probably plays out in the 20s. Maybe one of the teams gets to 30. Um, and that, that has been a recipe for success for Iowa State. I believe now six wins in a row when they've been able to score at least 21 points. And I think that they've got at least three touchdowns in them on Saturday. That bodes well. Certainly playing at home, it's going to be a, a sold-out crowd. Should be a, quite an atmosphere there at Jack Trice Stadium. And I think defensively, Iowa State uh, against uh, Jason uh, against Jason Bean, that rushing attack for KU, uh, they've, they've done well against mobile quarterbacks of late. They seem to have that down pat with a, a spy that – uh, tackles pretty well in the open field, and I think that they are able to do what it what needs to be there done there to uh, at least kind of hold that KU offense in check. And I think it's uh, this is going to be a one score victory for the Cyclones and Ames. There you go, folks. You, we're talking about a close game, and Bill Seals thinks the Cyclones can continue their winning ways. Bill, as always, I appreciate you joining the show. And um, that is Bill Seals with the Cyclone Report on the Rivals.com network. Bill's expecting a good game. And, and, you know, for years, Ames has been a really tough place for anybody to play, but especially the University of Kansas. John, give me your thoughts on this game and your final prediction. Yeah, Randy, this is, um, God, this is a hard one for me. You you know, I I almost had, it was kind of weird. I didn't have a lot of pause last week when I picked KU to beat Oklahoma, I did it. And I just, I just did it. I didn't say, Oh my God, there's going to be people that think I'm crazy, which I'm sure there were several that did, but Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have a problem picking it. God, I am just, (laughs) I am struggling back and forth with this game. Um, Listen, you look back at history and history is hard to forget. I mean, Kansas has struggled in Ames, okay? It has been a hard place to play. Uh, It always seems like, you know, Iowa State plays some of their best football against the Jayhawks there, and that that goes back to years. And listen, last year, I I brought this up to Andy Kotelnicki in the the coordinator's press conference. You know, Jalen Daniels had this offense rocking and rolling last year, and Iowa State comes to town, and they flat out shoved it. On KU, I mean they mm-hmm. they held KU to 220 yards offense. Jalen Daniels didn't have 100 yards passing, and Iowa State's defense played really well. Now, now they're different; they're not the same. Okay, I look at Iowa State, and I see a little bit of Oklahoma State to me. Now, I don't know; I don't know that Iowa State's quite as explosive offensively. I think they might be a little better defensively, but they've taken the same path. And when I say that. I think there was a point in time where someone who is a KU fan or follows KU's program felt really good about wins over Oklahoma State and Iowa State at some juncture in the season. All right. I mean, there was a time where you're like, oh my God, look at Iowa, look, Oklahoma State struggling. Okay. KU is going to go down there and win in Stillwater. Look at Ames. They're, they're struggling. They can't score. They go to Ohio and lose. Hey, Ames is going to be a winnable game. And now you're kind of like, both of those teams 
what do they have? They kind of got, you know, some, some veteran coaches, been around the blocks a little bit. They've, mm-hmm. they've resur- you know, they resurgent. The, the, the teams have just kind of picked it up. You know, they've, they, they looked like they were dead in the water. And I think Iowa State's taken the same path Oklahoma State has. I don't know. When I, when I look over Iowa State and I go back and watch some clips, I don't think that they're a powerhouse offensively. I think they're solid. I think they're 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 just solid, you know. Not a great O line, not bad. Running backs, okay. They do have some receivers that can make plays. The quarterback, you know, he's not real mobile. He doesn't do a lot there. I don't know that he's a threat to run. They've improved on offense, but a lot of that Randy is in their recent Big Twelve games. They are plus five in the turnover margin. Where's that piece of paper? Here we go. I, I I was doing some research on this game by game the other day. So they're plus two against Oklahoma State. They won. They're plus one against TCU. They won. They're plus two against Cincinnati. They won. And then last week against Baylor, they were even. So the fact of the matter is here is they're capable of putting together some good drives, but I don't know that they scare you. Okay. And, you know, I like the fact that Becht isn't a guy to get out and run the ball. Defensively, I think they're pretty good. I, I think the secondary is good. I think the front seven has gotten better. In their Big 12 wins, they're giving up 16.5 points a game, okay? And you know in the Big 12, you got to score, okay? And they've done a nice job of limiting, limiting their opponents. My biggest concern is that this game's in Ames. And Lance Leipold said it on Hawk Talk. You know, we're, we're recording this show, you know, late Wednesday night, and, and he said one of the big things they've got to do is they have got to take the crowd out of it, okay? So I think these are two even teams. I think Iowa State has an edge definitely playing at home in front of a sold-out crowd. But Iowa's a team. Iowa State is still, they're a young team. They're getting better. They're getting more experienced. They struggled against the run earlier in the year, and they haven't faced a lot of high power, high-powered offenses outside of Oklahoma, where they gave up 70 points to Oklahoma. I think the Jayhawks are just good enough in the run game compared to Iowa State's defense to keep some drives alive, get some yards on the ground. This could be, hey, this could be a game everybody's cleaning out the stadium out of there by 8.30. I'm I'm joking, but I mean, these are two teams. (laughs) You know, these are two teams that don't run a lot of plays. They play good. You know, they they can play defense. KU went some stretches against Oklahoma where they looked really good defensively. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. When we started this podcast, I was still torn on how to go in this game. But there's one thing I do like, and I think that KU is experienced. Okay, they've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. Okay, I'm still uneasy about this game, but I'm going to stay with the Jayhawks. I stuck with them last week against Oklahoma. I'm going to stick with them this week in a very tight game. I'm going Kansas 27, Iowa State 24. Give me yours, buddy. Okay. We are not far off. The way I see this one, I too believe the Jayhawks go to Ames and bring this one home. I see them go up. I see them putting... Four touchdowns on the board and a couple field goals, too, which I know has been a dicey proposition, but I see him going up there and hitting a couple kicks. I see this one going 
Jayhawks scoring 31 points to win a close one, kind of like you said. Another close game, 31-28. Excuse me, 34-28. God, I can't even add. I'm, this is why I was a journalism major, John. 34-28 <laughs> over the Cyclones. KU goes on the road, gets this thing done, picks up a big win after a huge emotional effort against the University of Oklahoma last Saturday. So we've given our predictions for this thing. Kirby, you've been, you posted a lot of recruiting updates, seeming like almost every hour since last Saturday. There were some really good prospects in the booth for the game, and we're going to hear from two of them right now. First up, Kansas commit and Oklahoma running back prospect, Mr. Red Martell. Our next guest is Red Martell, a KU commit who plays running back and is from Beggs, Oklahoma. Red, how you doing? Good. How about you? Man, I'm doing well. It's great to talk to you. We had Harrison Utley on last week, and he's from Oklahoma. And I said, well, we've got to get the other Oklahoma commit, Red Martell, on since they just beat the Sooners. So, you know, I know you were at the game. Just tell me about what it's like was being there in the atmosphere. Uh, you know, the atmosphere was, it was amazing. And, you know, just being there to be able to celebrate with the team and just to watch the game come down in crunch time, it was just, you know, I was just imagining myself playing and just getting goosebumps, just, you know, thinking about next year, you know, me being on the team and just being able to play, you know, in that environment. All right, you didn't jump up on the goalpost and help him take it down, did you? Uh, no, sir, but I was watching. <laughs> Did you have a chance to be around any of the guys afterwards and just see what it's like to yes, win sir. a big game I, like that? Um, I actually went in the locker room with the team, and, uh, it, you know, it was it was cracking in there. So, you know, I was in there jamming with them and, you know, just just getting a feel, you know, of what it's going to be like, you know, winning a big game like that. Just seeing how excited they were, just, you know, it put a smile on my face because, I know that win meant a, lot, meant a lot to them, and especially to me, too, because, you know, being from Oklahoma and, you know, seeing your your hometown team get beat by, you know, school you're going to. So, you know, that excited me a lot. You know, being back in Lawrence, back around the coaches, just talk about, you know, what coaches did you get a chance to talk to? Who did you hang around with? Uh, pretty much talked to, you know, all the coaches, um, mainly um, – Coach Wallace, Coach K, and Coach Boylan, you know, Coach Leipold. And, you know, I talked to everybody else pretty much. Um, everybody came and greeted me when I walked in the indoor. You know, it's just always it's always great to be back, you know, being around the coaches and, you know, get treated like you home, you know, just thinking about playing under them next year and just, just you know, having that relationship with them, it's amazing and a blessing. You know, that's a big win on a national stage. You had the Fox crews there. How can this help with recruiting for the program down the road? And what does that show a recruit with a win like that? I mean, I definitely think, you know, it's showing a lot of recruits like um, this is like it's, it's something special being built in Kansas right now, you know, and I think it'll it'll wake a lot of people up. Um, to, you know, come visit, to get the feeling of, like, just being on campus and, you know, 
just being a part of something special that's, you know, being being built right now and, you know, it's going to continue to build every single year. So um, I think it's it's really something special right now in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas right now. And, you know, once they get the feel of it, and I think they're going to think the same thing, same thing too. You know, I wanted to ask you this. You were the first commit of this class, and you you actually committed last year while the season was wrapping up. So you were almost yes, basically sir. committed a year early. What was it that yes, you sir. saw about KU and back then? What did you see to make you say you wanted to be commit early and be the first commit in the class? You know, just when I went my first time there, it was just like, you know, God was just telling me, like, this is where I need to be. And this is where I, you know, it's just like my first time, like if so, my first time, it was just like so special. And, you know, I felt like I felt wanted, you know, I felt like just I could start up something special, you know, for the 2024 class and for Kansas. And they, you know, just seeing them go on a fantastic start last year, I already seeing something special, you know the Kansas football program and just being in, in the environment, you know, um, I felt like there's somewhere I could fit in at and just, I thought about it, you know, for about, about a month and, you know, my mind came to it, you know, just like I've been to all these other colleges and I never felt like how I felt at Kansas. And, you know, that kind of made me, you know, just make that decision early and just set just set like setting the thing for the twenty twenty four class and you know, it was it was just special to me. And you know, after I committed just building relationships every day and getting to know the players on the team currently, you know, it just it just excited me a lot. And knowing I got, you know, it's a couple of Oklahomans on the team to play running back and, you know, getting feedback from them tell me how they feel and how it's going for them, you know, it, it inspires me a lot, you know, um, be committed there. And, you know, I'm, I might have an opportunity to play with a couple of them next year. So it'll just be great to be able to learn from them. You know, you've been committed for a while, so obviously that gives you a chance to talk. I know Coach Borland's the one who recruits your area, and then Coach Wallace is your yes, position sir. coach. But over yes, time, sir. just talk about how your relationship – has grown or built with those guys? It has, like, grown to, like, a point, you know, to where I could talk about them, talk to them personally, you know, about my life. And I feel like I can trust them, you know, just, just, you just, you know, you never know how close you can get with somebody, you know, just being recruited by them and just how much you can trust them in the process and just to be able to talk to them, like, constantly and, just getting checked up on and, you know, just them asking about my well-being and, you know, them telling me if I need anything to let them know, like, that makes me feel, you know, um, feels like I can trust them. And that's just just making our relationship, just making it great. So whenever I get there, you know, I feel like I'll be able to give it my all for the team and for the coaches and my teammates. So, you know, it makes me excited. 
Well, I'm sure you were excited watching that big win over the Sooners. You could go back home and kind of give everybody some ribbon, some good fun ribbon around there. Yes, sir. You know, I had I went back to school and you know I was hearing people talk about the Oklahoma State game, you know, and so now I'm like I'm gonna just go rub it in their face tomorrow or Tuesday whenever I go back to school <laughs> and let them know like it ain't over with. So probably gonna see us in the Big Twelve championship. Oh, that's a way to think. Hey, that is Red Martell, running back commitment for the Jayhawks from Beggs, Oklahoma. Red, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll definitely yes, talk sir. to you soon. Yes, sir. Anytime. All yes, right. Sir. All right. That was our man, Red Martell. Next up, this is a name a lot of Kansas fans and people that follow high school football and recruiting in the state of Kansas are very, very familiar with. A recruit that all KU fans should know about. Four stars. Tight end prospect Lincoln Cure joins Kirby right now and talks about his experience at the game and his recruitment right now. We are joined by four-star recruit from Goodland, Kansas, Lincoln Cure. Lincoln, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. You know, we were we were talking down on the field at the Oklahoma game of all the recruits. You look like the best-dressed guy down there with the sport coat on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, me and my parents kind of set that up. But yeah, I guess that everybody was complimenting me. It looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, listen, you know, tell me what it was like to get back in Lawrence and be around the coaches in the KU program. Man, it was a lot of fun, especially, you know, um, seeing all the faces I haven't seen for a while, you know, besides through calls. So, yeah, just kind of talking with all the staff and coaches, it was a lot of fun. And then especially the game, that was a lot more fun. You know, when you were there, what what coaches did you get a chance to talk with and just uh, talk about the communication you've had with those guys? Uh, really, really got to talk with everybody. Uh, I was kind of all over the place, got to talk with everybody, even some just other staff members. But, um, yeah, we uh, usually have a call set up on Tuesdays at um, 6 or 6.15. Um, and, you know, I'll kind of I'll FaceTime uh, the coaches and, you know, they'll just kind of walk around the building and I'll really just talk to everybody. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, break down your experience. I, I saw you there with your parents on the field. What was it like, you know, just watching the Jayhawks knock off Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it sucked that it had to be pretty cold. I was, I was never – I always had a little chill. But, yeah, I mean, the game definitely made it worth it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the experience was amazing. The environment was amazing, you know, and you can really tell the, the difference in culture and, you know, in Lawrence. So, um, yeah, just watching that game, even through the lightning delay, I was I was really excited, you know, just to go back out there and watch it because, you know, it was, it was entertaining the whole time. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, happy with the outcome. Happy I got to rush the field with my parents. It was a really special moment for me. Yeah. So, you know, tell me, Lincoln, as a recruit, what – what can a win like that or a game like that do for Kansas in like national perception with recruits? It, it can do a lot. It shows that, you know, they can compete with big teams like that and they can uh, win big games like that. Um, yeah. From, especially from a recruit perspective, um, you know, really seeing how they utilize their, their players against bigger teams like that, you know, better teams like that. So, I mean, it means a lot that you can see that they compete with teams like that. You know, I want to ask you more for a personal side of the question, but what's it just been like for you getting all this recruiting attention and the offers coming in from all over the country? What's that been like? Man, it, it has been busy, but, um, 
yeah, definitely going into the season, I didn't really expect, um, didn't expect it to be like this, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've enjoyed every moment, you know, um, it's a dream come true for me, you know, I, I couldn't wish for anything better. So, um, I've enjoyed the whole process. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I know things have been crazy. So tell, tell everybody the places you visited so far this season. So I went to K-State week one and then the Penn State wideout game and then Nebraska and then Auburn, I believe. And then, or yeah, Auburn, Notre Dame and um, yeah, KU this past weekend. You know, what's next on the schedule? Do you, do you have any other visits lined up soon? Yeah. So I'll have a weekend off this weekend, but then I'll uh, take a long trip to uh, Eugene next weekend at Oregon. And I know you're a ways off from having to make a decision, but but talk about the factors and what's important for you as you start looking at picking a school down the road. Um, so obviously, just paying attention to how they utilize their tight ends, um, you know, in a football aspect, and then um, you know whatever's best for me, uh, football or sorry, um, academically wise, and then um, I'm a pretty family oriented person, so really just paying attention a lot to the culture, you know, um, someplace that feels like family to me, you know, I just want to feel like I fit in and, you know, know I made the right choice. That is great stuff from Lincoln Cure, the four-star recruit from Goodland, Kansas. He was on hand to watch the Jayhawks knock off Oklahoma. Lincoln, I want to tell you, thank you very much for joining us, and I look forward to talking with, with you again in the future. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And it doesn't hurt that a guy like Lincoln Cure was on the field to see everybody rushing out of the stands and that he had a chance to do that with his parents after the win over Oklahoma. Kirby, you've been talking to a lot of recruits. What are they saying about the win and, and what's what are some of the latest developments? I know it's probably too early to figure out maybe what the impact of this is going to be, but but what are you hearing so far? Yeah, Randy, I I think the impact's already in. I think, you know, just judging by the comments of everything that I've put up and what some of those guys have said, you know, I think they've already gotten a lot out of this win. You know, we always talk every week about the staff makes Tuesday calls. Well, Tuesdays was Halloween, and you got coaches with kids, and they still go out and trick-or-treat. So um, I heard the, the calls were on Monday night, and I heard they talked to Lincoln Cure and Juju Marks from St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh-huh. And Bryson Hayes, the receiver, he was also he was one of the guys we had comments from. He was there. Andrew Babalola was another one they talked to. Uh, an offensive lineman, they're they're definitely on pretty hard name. Blake Cherry out of Owasso, Oklahoma, he's a lineman. Uh, Deshaun Bram, the tight end from Derby, I know they talked to him on Monday night. He will be at the Kansas State game. You know, Randy, we're we're kind of in, entering. We are. A, Four weeks away from entering what I call the craziness, okay? And Mm -hmm. the portal is about to open up. And when you look at the Jayhawks right now, and and I've touched on this in the past, they're sitting at 16 commitments, right? Well, give or take one. I don't know, you know, we don't know the exact scholarship chart of what they got on the inside. But right now, I I either have them even or I actually have them plus one. So they might have one more commit right now than they actually have spots for. So the portal's going to be interesting because uh-huh. they need they need to go portal shopping, okay? It's something that they've they've had success with. It's a it's a key to their building their program. So I think it's going to be very interesting 
how those spots open up when the portal comes around because you know I'm, I'm assuming there will be some hard conversations with players you know that you know this is where we see you and 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 will guys hit the portal and will spots open because right now those aren't those spots aren't there but i expect a few to open up and and like i said 4 weeks away from it man time is just flying it's crazy to think that this season has gone by this fast and that like you said national signing day is we're going to have we're going to know a lot in the next 4 weeks not just about where things are going with this program but what the future looks like and and what this recruiting class how it's going to end up for Lance Leipold and his staff that is the final word and you are now primed and ready for the Jayhawks Saturday night matchup this weekend in Ames Iowa against Iowa State you heard again Kirby and I recap the huge winner of the University of Oklahoma we got insider insight on the Cyclones we talked with Kansas commit Red Martell and one of the top prospects in the Sunflower State in Lincoln Cure. You are locked and loaded, ready to go for Kansas football on Saturday night. For my man, John Kirby, I'm Randy Withers. You've been listening to in the Inside Slant podcast from JayhawkSlant.com. We will talk with you again soon. This has been a podcast from JayhawkSlant.com. 